It's Make Room for a Miracle Part 2, and today I want to talk about when you pray. When you pray. Look at Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Call unto me, and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God said there, there are secrets that I'm holding from you. Does God keep secrets? Yep. And who does he give them to? He gives them to the people of prayer. He said, I've got some things that you don't know about. I've got, some, I've got some plans that you don't know about. I've got some wisdom that you don't have yet. I've got a dream that you don't currently carry in your heart. And I want to give that to you, but here's how it works. If you'll call unto me, I will show you. In other words, if you'll talk to me, I'll talk back. Let me tell you why God doesn't talk to you, because you don't talk to him. Prayer initiates a conversation with heaven. I'm already preaching, but I'm just, I'm just getting started. And I got a new iPad because someone said, Jabe, and I love your messages on YouTube, but I hate your big, ugly laptop. So they bought me. Isn't that fancy? Okay. I said, amen. Anything else you hate? What else can you buy me? Amen. Mark 11, Mark 11, 24, and then we're going to pray. Mark 11, 24, the words of Jesus. I tell you, you can pray for anything. Think about that. You can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. So in prayer, you believe you received it. And then out of prayer, it will be yours. And I want to talk about when you pray. Let's pray. Father, speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. I thank you for all you're doing in our church. I pray that you would raise the level of our faith in this series to believe you for more, to press in for more. And God, raise our level of faith as we move into this next building. Father, I thank you for the, for the blessing of, of the last six months of this church. And Lord, my declaration is you're going to do more. You're going to do double in the next six months that you did in the first six months. That's my prayer. So we're making room for a miracle in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen and amen and amen. You know what I also want to do? Thank you, Jorge. I also want to... Uh, I don't know when we'll do it yet, probably August 26th. We're going to go to the new building because carpet goes in on the 27th. And we're going to write down promises from God on the, on the floor before the carpet goes in. So we're, I want you to have a, 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 we'll have Sharpies. We'll have Sharpies all over. And we'll go. And I think what we'll do on that Sunday night, we'll sing a song of worship or, or two. And then we'll grab a Sharpie and we'll declare a promise from God's word over your family. And you'll be able to write that down yourself and then we'll pray and we'll anoint that building with oil and because uh, we're not going to have any oil on the new carpet. Amen. Okay. So, so think about August 26. I just did that right now as I was praying. Last week I said, you cannot separate God from miracles. Catherine Coleman said it like this. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. You cannot separate God from the miraculous, and you cannot se separate the miraculous from God. But now, let me take it another step further. You cannot separate miracles from prayer. And you cannot separate prayer from miracles. Miracles ride on the wings of your prayer life. Miracles are released not to those who need them, but for those who have faith for them. If God responded to need, there would be no need. Good preaching, Javen. That was great. God responds to faith. 
And the proof of faith is prayer. God responds to the people of prayer. You cannot separate prayer from the miraculous and you cannot separate miracles from prayer. So though we've declared August a miracle month, that means we must also declare it a month of prayer. If it's a miracle month, it's going to be a prayer month. And if it's a prayer month, I believe it's going to be a miracle month. And so we're believing God. It's going to be a, it's going to be a month of prayer. I want you to pray like you've never prayed. I want, you to, I want you to fill your car with worship. And I want you to seek God a little bit more than you ever have. If we're making room for miracles, that means we need to make room in our day for prayer. See, everyone in this room has 24 hours. I'm asking you, give God five minutes. I'm asking you, for some of you, 10 minutes. I'm asking for others of you, give God 30 minutes. Others of you, you can give an hour. But, but give God room. Make room in your schedule for prayer. If you're going to make room for miracles, you got to make room for prayer because, because miracles ride on the wings of prayer. And so, so I want to ask you, we all have 24 hours in this, in this place. And some of you sleep for four of those. Others of you sleep for eight of those. Some of you sleep for 12 of those. We hate you, but whatever it is, take, I, I want to ask you to make some room, make some margin in your day for prayer. So most people in this room, you would say you're probably not good at prayer. You would, you would say something like, I don't, I don't like to pray because I'm not good at praying. Like as if you could be good or bad. Listen, God is not impressed by your eloquence. God doesn't care if you use King James or if you have a fancy flow or, or if you're really good at it or, or, it or it really, you know, it flows out. God is not moved by eloquence. God is moved by faith. God is not moved by a lot of words. He's moved by the right words. God is not moved by how much you can say. God is moved by what is going on in your heart. So there is no such thing as a, as a bad prayer. No, no, no. Anyone in this room can be good at prayer because anyone can pour out their heart before the Lord. Can I get an amen, everybody? So in Matthew 6, the disciples said, hey, Jesus, I, I think this is amazing. They said, teach us how to pray. They did not say, teach us how to cast out demons. They did not say, teach us how to heal the sick. They did not say, teach us how to raise the dead. They did not say, teach us how to get uh, coins out of fish's mouth. They did not say, teach us how to multiply bread and fish. They did not say, teach us how to preach. They didn't say, teach us how to teach. They didn't say, teach us how to prophesy. They didn't say any of that. They said, Jesus, something weird happens. We wake up and you're on the mountain talking to somebody. And when you walk off the mountain, you do a lot of really cool stuff. So we have this idea that it's probably connected to whoever you're talking to. Listen to me, friend. They did not need to know how to teach, preach, prophesy, heal the sick. There are whole classes on how to heal the sick, how to raise the dead, how to cast out demons, how to prophesy, how to, how to, how to. You don't need to know any of that. All you need to learn how to do is pray. Because if you'll pray, all of those things are just fruit of a root called prayer. They said, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? Because really cool stuff happens when you pray. And I've just come to tell somebody, really cool stuff will start happening in your life when you pray. Really awesome things will happen for this church when we pray. I believe God answers prayer. He said, call unto me and I will answer you. So what is prayer? Prayer is when God hears my voice and I hear God's voice, that's prayer. 
One more time. Prayer is when God hears my voice and I hear his voice. Prayer, look at this on the screen. Prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. Are you tired of doing the best you can do? Are you ready to start going in to God results? Prayer is the difference between everything you can do in your own strength. It's the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. And no one's prayer for you is as important as your own prayer. I cannot replace your prayer life. I can't, I can pray for you, but I cannot replace your prayer life. I cannot replace what only you can do because your mountain, hear me, your mountain knows your voice. Boy, that was good preaching and nobody's talking back to me and it's okay. I'm not even insecure about it because I believe this. Touch your neighbor, tell somebody, tell them your mountain knows your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, and, and, and your mountain is voice activated, friend. <laughs> and it knows your voice. And it needs to hear your voice because it's your struggle. It's your mouth. So I can pray for you. I can pray with you. I can believe God with you. But at the end of the day, only your mountain recognizes your voice. So Jesus said, Matthew, uh, Mark 11, he said, talk to your mountain. And your mountain will obey your voice. Let me give you three things about prayer. When you pray. Number one, when you pray. Pray in Jesus' name. When you pray, pray in Jesus' name. John 14, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Look at this, John 16. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly. That's why we pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Well, can I pray to the Holy Spirit? Sure. Can I pray to the Father? Can I pray to Jesus? Yeah, of course. We're not talking about legalism. We're just, Jesus is giving us a principle. He says, ask the Father in my name. You've never done this before. See, up to that point, the disciples didn't need to talk to the Father. They were talking to Jesus. But now Jesus was about to ascend, go to heaven. He said, here's how you pray. You pray in my name to the Father. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Here's what, here's what praying in Jesus' name does. It gives you the power of attorney. It gives you the power of a proxy. See, I can give someone the power of attorney and they can go to a meeting in my stead and they can even sign signatures for me if I give them the power of attorney. The power of attorney is the authority to act for another person in specified or all legal and financial matters. Oh, I feel like running. I'm trying to contain myself because y'all nervous about this prayer series. It's okay. I just got, I'm trying to contain because I don't want to yell because I got the headset and I'm trying to calm down. When, thank you. Who said that? Tell, help me somebody. When, thank you, Tori. When you pray in Jesus' name, you are using the power of attorney. What does that mean? It's like Jesus is saying it. <laughs> when you pray in Jesus' name, the devil no longer hears you. He hears Jesus. 
When you pray in Jesus' name, the enemy no longer sees you. He sees Jesus. I'm trying not to preach, but I come to tell somebody, we don't pray in our name. We pray in Jesus' name. And when we pray in Jesus' name, that's where we get, a, that's where we get results because we're not praying in our own name. Praying in Jesus' name, by the way, is not an incantation. It's not a magic word. It's not an abracadabra. Here's what praying in Jesus' name is. It's declaring your dependence on God. It's going, God, I can do it, but Jesus, you can do it. So I'm not praying in what, in, in what I can do. I'm praying in what you can do. I'm praying in the name of Jesus. When, when my wife took my name, she got access to everything I had. She has every password, she has every bank account, she has every credit card. What, whatever is mine is hers, and whatever is hers is hers. Hallelujah. Because she took my name. Listen, when you became a Christian, you took on the name of Jesus. That's why we're called a Christian. We took on the name of Jesus, and whatever is his is ours. Whatever is ours is his. We're in an exchange of names. Oh. Look at this, 1 John 4, 17. As he is, so are we in this world. Thank you, Pastor Mitch. As he is. Where is Jesus right now? On the right hand of the Father. Is Jesus sick? Does Jesus have cancer? No. Is Jesus poor? No. Is Jesus stressed out? No. He is at the right hand of the Father with every enemy under his feet. And as he is, not as he was the lowly servant in Bethlehem, not as he was the little baby in the manger, not as he was the bleeding savior on the, as he is right as he is, so are we where in heaven, in this world. So here's a prayer to pray if you're sick, Jesus, I just thank you that you're not sick. And as you are, so am I in the world. Jesus, I just thank you that your bank account doesn't have zero, 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 minus, minus. <laughs> so I just thank you, Lord, that you're prospering, I'm prospering. You're, you're blessed, I'm blessed. You're healed, I'm healed. You have intimacy with the Father, I have intimacy with the Father. There's no separation between you and the Father. There's no separation between me and the Father. As you are, so am I in this world. And once you understand this, you'll never pray with shame again. You'll never pray with fear again. You'll never pray with condemnation again because you're not praying in your name. That, see, this is what's so cool about it. So when you pray, you don't ever have to talk about what you did this week. You know, Jesus, I just, I'm praying, but just before I start praying, I just want to, you know, I know that I did. And, uh, you know, and if, if you were praying in your name, you'd have to bring all that up. And God would have to treat you according to what you did. But when you pray in Jesus' name, God doesn't treat you according to what you did. He treats you according to what Jesus did because you're not coming in your own righteousness. You're coming clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. See, Clayton right here is a, is a fighter and a trainer. If, if, I, if I went out with Clayton tonight, we had dinner, I would walk with a little more swag. Come up here real quick. Come up here real quick. Got to do an illustration. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come up here, come up here. 
See, you know you're in shape when you don't even need the stairs. If someone was messing with us, I'd be like, yo, bring it. What you want to do? If I was alone and they made a comment about my LeBron, I'd be like, I know he's a jerk. I know he shouldn't have let But if I was with Clay, I'd be like, yo, he's the king. What you going to do about it? He's going to bring a championship back to LA. What? What? Where you at? Because I wouldn't be fighting in my name. I'd be going, I'm praying for you. And I'm going, you punch, I'll pray. When you pray in the name of Jesus, you're under the shadow of Jesus. You're under the righteousness of Jesus. You're under the punching power of Jesus. You're under the skill of Jesus. Thanks. Oh, say amen, everybody. So you pray with boldness. That's why Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in. The name of Jesus is a place. (laughs) It's a geographical location that you hide in and hide under. So when you pray in Jesus' name, you pray in his holiness. You pray in his righteousness. You pray in the name of Jesus. Number two, when you pray, you remain in the vine. Look at this, John 15, 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Look at that. You can't do anything unless you abide in the vine. You can't do anything unless you abide in me. So listen, I pray in Jesus' name. I believe I receive it, but now I got to wait for the miracle. So what do I do when I'm waiting? I abide. What do I do when I'm, when I'm waiting? I hold on. What do I do when I'm waiting for the breakthrough? I hold on like never before. Why? Because here's such a huge key to prayer. Prayer is more about the relationship built than the answer received. So I'm believing for answers, but I'm also building relationship. And and, And something very deep is happening to the root system of my heart when I pray. I'm abiding with Christ. I'm becoming one with Christ. And so, yes, we believe breakthroughs coming. Yes, we believe that we're about to see miracles. Yes, and we're, and we're pressing into that. But in moments of waiting, we continue to pray. Why? Because we're abiding in the vine. Look at this. Prayer changes things. But most importantly, prayer changes me. <laughs> I'm different when I pray. Let me tell you why you're jacked up. You're jacked up because you only pray when when it's 911 emergency. And and God's okay with that, but nothing is going to change in you. And God forbid he changes our circumstance, it doesn't change us. So I pray in the name of Jesus, but then I hold on and I remain in the vine. And now now look what God does when you pray, John 14, 3. You are pruned and purified. Do we have this scripture? I don't know if we do. You are pruned and purified by the message I've given you. How many have ever heard of God purifying you, chastising you, disciplining you? Hebrews 12, he disciplines those he loves and purifies those he prunes. And and those scriptures scare us, right? So that's why we don't talk about them. Keep that up. Keep that up. How, How does God prune us? 
Does it, did he say, you have been pruned and purified by the cancer I put in your body? You're pu- pruned and purified when you had that blowout on the freeway and, and blew out your tire and got in that wreck. No. You know, the Lord's just teaching me to trust him. You're pruned and purified by your poverty. No. If, if poverty, by the way, made people holy, there wouldn't be violence where there's poverty. What are we talking about, people? Jesus does not purify or prune through destruction, through sickness, through disease, through tragedy. Any of that comes from the devil. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Isn't that good news? So that means if you're, if you're going through hell, you know it's from hell. Man, I've just been going through hell. I guess God's really working on me. What are we talking about? You just said it. You're going through hell. That means it's not from heaven. If you're, under a, if, you're, if you're in a fight right now, you know that's not from God. It's an attack of the enemy. And here's what the Bible said, that anything the thief steals from you, he's going to have to pay it back seven times in Jesus' name. Now, here's why this builds your faith. This is why it builds your prayer life. Because if, you know, if, you're, if you're struggling, you know you can run to God because it wasn't God who put it on you. I'm just, I'm just trying to get this in you because, because we think that pain is from God. Jesus said, I've come to give you life. And I've come to give you abundant life. So he's not putting that stuff on us. That's why we rejoice, the Bible says, in trials, not for trials. We're not rejoicing for it. It's not from God. We're rejoicing in it because we know God's taking us out of it. We know something is deep on the inside while we're in the fight. We know we're going to come out purified like pure gold. But we also know that the trial wasn't from heaven. It was from hell. And so now I know, okay, if God, and and by the way, if you don't want to be pruned or purified, just never read the Bible and never pray. Let me tell you why you're not convicted about some of those things you do. Because you don't pray and you don't read the word. Let me tell you why you can treat your husband the way you treat him. Let me tell you why you can talk to your wife the way you talk to her. Let me tell you why you can be how you are. Let me tell you how it's so easy for you to steal from people or lie to people or cheat people or, or, or sleep with a different person every Friday night at the club. Let me tell you why you can do that. It's not because you're some evil sinner. Rah, rah, rah. It's because you haven't allowed God to prune you or to purify you. And he won't. And he won't. Because he'll only do it in conversation. God prunes by his conversations with us, not by tragedy. So I remain in the vine knowing that any attack on my life has been sent from hell and that God has a plan to deliver me out of it. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray my way out of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number, number three, I got to finish that. Keys can come up. When you pray, declare the promise. Declare the promise. Go, go back to, to Mark 11 real quick. If you believe you received it, you will have it. So you receive it first in your heart before you receive it in your hands. Does that make sense? Okay, so... Um, I found this guitar online. I wanted one of these guitars so bad. It's a TMG. It's handmade. It's a beautiful 
really expensive guitar. Daniel, you're not, I'm not giving it to you. And it's a beautiful guitar. I found it online. And, and then I realized, I was on Reverb.com, which is a place people buy and sell stuff. Uh, I realized I knew the owner as we were talking. His name is Jake. And I went, are you Jake? Jake? And he goes, are you Jabin? Jabin? I said, there's only one Jabin. He said, oh, that's true. <laughs> so we talked to each other on the phone. I call him. And, uh, and I, said, I said, how's the guitar? He said, it's amazing. I said, does it play well? He said, it's perfect. I said, uh, does it sound great? He said, it's the best, one of the best sounding guitars I've ever, I've ever played. I said, why are you getting rid of it? He said, I'm getting rid of it because I've got a new endorsement deal with another company and I can't play this anymore. So I just thought I should try to give it away to somebody. And so, so he said, if you want it, man, I'll sell it to you. I'll give you a great price. He cut the price. He said, I'll send it to you and you will love this guitar, I promise you. And I said, I want it. So I paid for it that night and I, and I called one of my friends that night and I went, hey, I just got a new TMG Strat. And he goes, How, does it play well? I said, it's perfect. <laughs> he goes, how does it sound? I said, it's the best sounding guitar I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he said, does it feel good? I said, it's the best fretboard I've ever felt. It's amazing. It's perfect. It is, it is the perfect guitar. It's my dream guitar. He goes, when'd you get it? I said, I get it in two weeks. <laughs> Y'all laughing, but that's how you got to learn to pray. Was I lying? It was faith. I was believing. I went into church that Sunday without a guitar. And I said, whoa, I got a new guitar. I was telling all the musicians about it at Free Chapel. I was telling all my team about it. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, it's amazing. It's everything I've ever... They said, where is it? I said, it's in the mail. But if you believed, you've received it. Touch your neighbor. Tell them it's in the mail. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Yeah. I want you to know the answer to your prayer. It's in the mail. I want to tell you the job you've been believing for. It's in the mail. I want to tell you the, the good report from the doctor that you believe it for, Angelo. It's in the mail. I believe in that surgery. It's going to be amazing. I believe that baby's going to be healthy. I believe you guys are totally covered in the name of Jesus. And I declare when you go into the doctor tomorrow, you're going to get a good report. You're going to get a breakthrough. That baby has a calling on their life. And we just say yes and amen to the good thing that God has for you. It's in the mail. I said it's in the mail. Look at 1 John chapter 5. Ask anything according to his will. And he hears us. Well, how do I know his will? His word. Never forget this. This will change your prayer life. God's word is God's will. God's will is God's word. This is his will in testament. This is it. You declare the promise. We don't declare what we feel. <laughs> we declare what God has said. So, so look at Joel chapter 3. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. This is how you pray. That's how you pray. You don't, now, now, you can tell God how you feel. He's not offended. But, but I would say this. Make, make sure your prayer life 
the tone of your prayer life is not just complaining. Like, it's okay to complain a little bit. He's God. He's big and he can handle it. But, but, then, but then stop. <laughs> and tell God you feel weak. And tell God you feel poor. And tell God you feel broken. And tell God you feel depressed. Pour out your heart to him. And then say, but I believe I'm strong. I believe I'm healed. I believe what you said is more important than how my body feels right now or how my emotions feel right now. I believe that what you've said over me is more important than anything that's going on in in our country, anything that's going on in the world. I, I, I live by the promise of God. I don't just live by my feelings. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. It doesn't mean that we deny sight. It just means that, that if we walk by faith, here's what that means. it means the overall trajectory is going in the direction of faith. So here's how you, here's how you declare God's promise. You pray God's word. So every person in here, if you have a child that isn't serving Jesus, you find a promise. Acts 16, 31. Lord, I thank you that me and my whole household shall be saved. Isaiah 53, 5, for anyone who's sick in this room. Lord, I thank you that by your stripes, I am healed. For everyone who needs a financial breakthrough, Philippians chapter 4. Lord, I thank you that you shall supply for all of my needs according to your riches in glory. By Christ Jesus, you find a promise And you make that the anchor of your soul and you don't move. And the wind and the waves can hit you, but you don't move because you got an anchor. And you stay there and you pray there. And you live there until you see the breakthrough. I want you to pray this month. I I want you to make room for a miracle And I want to challenge you to pray a little more than you normally would. And I want to ask you to expand that time. And I want to ask you to pray like you've never prayed. Husbands, I want to challenge you to pray for your kids this month. Pray over your spouse this month. I challenge you to pray over your wife this month. Wives, I want to challenge you to pray over your husbands this month and pray over your kids this month. I want to challenge you to go into a place of prayer like never before. Let's remain in the vine, praying in the name of Jesus, declaring God's promise, and we'll see what only God can do. Can I get an amen? Amen. I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you that you will pray and that miracles will ride on the wings of that prayer life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.